from the growing conflicts abroad to homeland security issues pertaining to our southern border, it has been quite the week for both national and global politics. Today, we are going to fill you in on some of our coverage of the recent events, as well as some news topics you might not be hearing in the mainstream media. For instance, border wall materials that you can go put a bid on right now while the supplies sit in the desert. We'll start with some fresh news topics today, and then we will turn to some uplifting positive stories about the Convention of States movement and a recent event that honored 9-11 first responders. All that today on the Liberty Update. I'm sure you all know by now it is perhaps the biggest story of the week, and certainly of the week, perhaps the biggest story of the year, but... For the first time since 1973, the nation of Israel is officially at war after a string of brutal Hamas terrorist attacks over the weekend. On Sunday, Israeli government officials declared war on the Palestinian militant group, which is openly committed to the annihilation of Israel. The words in their charter when it comes to their views of Jews are virtually indistinguishable from those of the Nazis. And their treatment of Israelis this past week, but especially the first weekend of this war when they launched their surprise attack, is Nazi-level evil. It's truly, truly disgusting and horrifying. They are slaughtering innocents, decapitating babies, raping women, and what is also disturbing is to see those in the West who have tried to find some equivalence between Hamas and Israel and are actually coming to the defense of Hamas. Hamas has started a brutal and evil war, declared Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. We will be victorious in this war despite an unbearable price, he declared. This is a very difficult day for all of us. Thankfully, the U.S. government as the first country in history to recognize the nation-state of Israel and also the first ever to formally recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Thankfully, so far the U.S. government has continued to stand by its longtime ally. At a minimum, the U.S. provides $3.8 billion to Israel annually, much of which goes to military funding already. In addition to these resources, the American government also sent military supplies to the Middle East on Sunday. The stage is set for what appears to be a massive military showdown that's been continuing throughout this week with potentially huge geopolitical ramifications, and it's hopefully a wake-up call for America to examine the true condition of the world and to recognize that there are genuinely evil people in the world, and with thousands dead already, and ongoing acts of terrorism, ongoing missile strikes, ongoing gun battles. It's important that we keep the nation of Israel in our thoughts and prayers, praying that the God of the Israelites would bring a swift end to this terrible evil. Netanyahu said that the war will take time. It will be difficult. Challenging days are ahead of us, he said. However, I can promise one thing. With the help of God, the forces that we all have in common in our faith in the eternal one of Israel, we will win. Well, if you're in the market for 30-foot steel hollow structural beams, you are in luck. While millions flood through the southern border and fears grow over potential threats to the homeland, taxpayer-funded border wall supplies sit in the desert for sale at a steep discount. As many remember, on Biden's first day in office, the border wall effort that Trump first initiated came to a halt. 
after paying a whopping $160,000 every month to store over 20,000 unused border wall panels, Biden's Department of Defense has been selling the wall materials on an auction website called GovPlanet, which specializes in military surplus. An estimated 126 lots of varying quantities have been sold in Red Rock, Arizona, about 100 miles from the Mexico border. The structural tubes have sold for up to $73,000 and add up to millions of dollars in sales. Currently on the website, four pallets are listed for sale and include up to 162 tubes in the bundle, weighing over 86,000 pounds. The four current listings are up for auction on October 18th, despite the Biden administration moving forward with plans to construct parts of the border wall now. This fiscal waste is stunning, especially when we consider the administration's 160-degree pivot. Last week, Biden said that walls don't work. At the same time, his administration waived 26 laws to build additional border barriers in the Rio Grande Valley. Construction of this barrier will be funded using 2019 appropriations dedicated specifically for physical border barriers. The administration's shift signals a realization that the situation at the southern border is deteriorating. Since January 2021, at least 2.1 million aliens have been released into the U.S., and the Biden administration has failed to remove roughly 99.7% of those illegal aliens, and that's according to a new congressional report. The issue of federal government waste is not a matter to be taken lightly. It's a call to action, a reminder that we have a civic duty to demand accountability, transparency, and fiscal responsibility from our elected representatives. It's time to turn the tide and make wasteful government spending a relic of the past. This past week has certainly been a dark one, a scary one, but it's important to remember that even in the darkness, there is some good in this world, as Tolkien would say, and it's worth fighting for. One such reminder came recently from New York City, where a staggering 40,000 Americans gathered to honor 9-11 first responders at the annual Tunnel to Towers 5K race. We talked about this a little bit back on 9-11, but going back to September 11, 2001, firefighter Steven Siller was off-duty and heading to a game of golf with his brothers when he learned a plane had hit the World Trade Center. He immediately canceled his plans, drove to the Brooklyn Battery Bridge, which was closed, and as a result, strapped 60 pounds of equipment on his back and ran on foot to the Twin Towers to assist his emergency services colleagues. Before that happened, he called his wife, asked her to inform his brothers that he may run late to his game, and was never seen again. He made the ultimate sacrifice and tragically lost his life during the events of that day, but as a result of his heroic and admirable bravery, his family established the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which honors the sacrifice he made, and also military personnel, emergency services, and first responders. Every year since 9-11, runners have participated in the race honoring Stephen and other heroes, beginning with 1,500 participants in 2002 and growing to tens of thousands at this year's event. When we lost him that day, we knew we had to do something to honor what he did, said Frank Siller, chairman and CEO of the foundation and brother of the late Stephen Siller. Let it be our promise here today, our contract with America, 
that when these great men and women who protect our communities or our country give their kids a kiss goodbye and they do not come home, we are going to take care of them, he said of the families. It's the least we can do, agreed one attendee. They paid the ultimate price and we're here to back them up and their families. These inspiring stories remind us that we have encountered evil before and we have overcome it. We must never forget the heroism of those first responders who stepped up to protect us that day or the price they paid. Every day, their stories ought to remind us that there is indeed some good in this world. There is a light that cannot be touched by the darkness and it is always worth fighting for. Even in these dark times, that is worth remembering, holding to, and fighting for. We have an exciting new campaign taking place all month long at Convention of States called The Power of Ten, and you can be a part of this challenge. Over the past 10 years, Convention of States activists have continuously risen to the occasion. As one awe-inspiring team, activists in all 50 states have propelled the movement forward while building out our grassroots. We've reached new groups and heartened the hopeless with our message and culture. So as we step into our 10th month of our remarkable 10th anniversary year, we are embarking on a special mission to reignite the passion of grassroots activism. Throughout October, we're calling on every Convention of States proponent to rally support by gathering 10 petition signers. That's not all, the spirit of 10 continues as we encourage each petition signer to take the torch forward by collecting 10 additional signers from their own networks. By doing so, we create a ripple effect that amplifies our message and influence. It's that simple. Refer others to the Convention of States website and we can all carry this campaign forward all month long. If you're ready to join us in embracing this Power of 10 challenge, you can go to the webpage conventionofstates.com slash power of 10. Thank you again for joining us on the Liberty Update, where we bring you your need-to-know news in 15 minutes or less. I know this week has been heavy on a lot of our hearts, but it's in times like these that we must hold on to hope, step onto the battlefield, and together hold the line for liberty, for truth, for goodness, for the values that we hold so dear. So we thank you for doing that with us. We thank you for being a part of the Convention of States movement. God bless you guys, and thank you again for joining us.